You're listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible is Literature. Hi, this is Father Mark Bulos, and you are listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible as Literature podcast. In today's episode, Father Paul highlights the stark dissonance between what humans perceive as right and what is deemed right in the eyes of the scriptural God. I am delighted to introduce Father Paul on the Bible as Literature podcast, Tarazi Tuesdays. Another example were precisely we have the situation that the people are not listening generation after generation after generation. And not only that, but they turn around the words of God to make them fit their understanding. Look at the deacons who used to be serving tables in the time of Paul, suddenly in the Orthodox Church, they are told especially in this yearly diaconal symposium and the presenters try to convince the deacons that they are like the angels of God serving around. Are you kidding me? We heard about the seraph and the seraphim. He is the superior angel. And then he can be Nahash, like the Teraphim. So what are the Teraphim in the Orthodox Church? With all due respect, you know, I'm a cradle Orthodox. The icons! Notice how the Orthodox speak only about icons. They don't worry about the Gospel book. They bless you with the icon. When your prayer book tells you that you have to have the icon blessed with the gospel. But who cares? Because for the Orthodox, long live Orthodoxy. Praise Orthodoxy. And I don't speak about the others because you know as well as I do, they are no better with their sui generis traditions. Just look not only at the Catholics, but especially the Protestants, they speak, uh, and you realize soon that they speak about their thing. A Lutheran speaks about Lutheranism, the way an Orthodox speaks about Orthodoxy. Notice, you have the word Lutheranism, and the Lutherans are the worst possible from this perspective, the following perspective, that it is the only church that named itself after a human being. At least the Calvinists do not call themselves Calvinists, they call themselves Presbyterians. But the Lutherans have no problem, the super NATO people. We are it. We all enjoy our services that were devised by us. How do I know that the services 
were not devised by God, I hear it from the lips of the biblical God who abhors all services in Isaiah chapter 1 and then the upending chapter 66 of the book he tells you that he abhors also the temple because technically you build the temple he doesn't build it which means that ultimately it is our behavior that triggers either divine blessing or divine curse that's why soon we're going to hear this lengthy passage in detail twice in Leviticus and then in Deuteronomy if you do what I ask you to do and mainly the love of the neighbor and the foreigner as I shall show you you'll get my blessing and if not you'll get my curse remember in the Bible it is the same God who blesses and curses that is majestic which prepares us for Paul's teaching we call it Paul's teaching in the biblical teaching that ultimately if you want to test yourself as to whether you are following God's will you check if you have taken care and loved your needy neighbor even if that neighbor is a stranger as we heard earlier in Exodus deal with the strangers that are in the land as though they are part of your own people now let me go all the way to get to Paul and I'll come back to that notice where he is precise when he does not allow the Gentile to take part in eating meat it is not eating meat hence the stupidity of our Lenten rules do not eat meat and the Greek priests of the Connecticut in my time would meet at the best fish restaurant in Connecticut to pay four times more to be able to eat crab and shrimp that's disgusting but that's how we are but Paul does not say that he said eat anything you want except if you are told or you realize that that meat was offered to an idol in the temple because this means and reread his Corinthians correspondence you are taking part of the table fellowship this God I don't want to go in detail all of you know that because you hear it all the time but you hear it through your orthodox ears and let's eat crab and shrimp and not meat that's not what Paul is saying and this was revisited in the book of Acts which is based on the letter of Paul meaning that this was what was asked the condition 
by the Jewish leadership in Jerusalem. Why? We all know. Because the Lord said that it is not what enters your mouth that makes you impure, but it is what comes out of your mouth, meaning through your mind, that really renders you impure. So let's not play games with that. So Paul was much more precise, let alone intelligent, than the NATO scholars grant him. Here, really, he pushed it. Here, he made a mistake. Really, here, he didn't understand the law. And uh, so the Jews are right when they criticize him. And you know the blah, blah, blah. No way, Jose. Let me revisit the Nahash because it's a very interesting story. The Nahash can turn into a Nehushtan where you have it in the Bible and I'm going to read you the text which is very interesting. You have it in 2 Kings 18 before 2 Kings 23 that we read earlier. You have Another king before Josiah, it is King Hezekiah, who is presented also as a good king like Josiah. But I want you to hear that verse. And he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, according to all that David his father had done. He removed the high places. Notice, it's the buildings and broke the pillars and cut down the Asherah. You remember in the previous text, which is later in the book of two kings, we have the Asherim. And he broke in pieces the bronze serpent that Moses had made. You see the connection with what we shall hear which we heard, but in the book of two kings, we shall hear later about the bronze serpent. For until those days, the people of Israel had burned incense to it. It was called Nehushtan, beautiful text, which means they submitted to the Nahash. But for those of us who have ears, We already heard that in Genesis 2 and 3. It's the same story, hence the importance of Ezekiel 20 that revisits the same sin in generation after generation. Remember, it's the same sin that you think that it is the tree eating from it that is going to solve your matter. That's why when you disobey in not eating, disobey the command not to eat from the tree of the knowledge 
you are not allowed to eat from the tree of life. It's a beautiful story. So one more time, since we all are mainly Orthodox, the listeners, you know, beware of the bishop's staff and the serpents and beware of the teraphim and the ephod, which is the priestly vestments, especially in the Orthodox Church, that people like to touch to take the blessing. Remember, you could be cursed. We talked about that. If you are not allowed to touch the Ark of the Covenant, your touching it makes you impure, not pure. Very important. And you have it in our prayers before communion. So it's no joke, but again, I'm revisiting all this as an intro to the seemingly boring lengthiness of the precision of the directives regarding the temple because the trick is that it is presented in conjunction with the tent and not so much with the temple. Once David or his son Solomon builds the temple, everything goes down the drain. The Bible as Literature is a production of the Ephesus School Network.